The message you're about to hear has been made possible by the continued financial support of the friends and partners of Faith Hill. To find out more about how to become a partner, be sure to visit faithhill.tv. Well, why don't you hold your Bible, lift it up real high, shout, this is my Bible. I believe what it says I am. I can do what it says I can do. I am a believer and not a doubter. A doer, not just a hearer. Today, I will learn from God's word and my life will never be the same because faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God. Amen. We're still talking about how you can operate in God's favor. Amen. And how you can function in God's favor. We discovered uh, when we started talking about this, that it is God's will. Someone say it is God's will uh, for me to live in his favor. The Bible says in Psalms 5 verse 12, he encompasses us with a shield, uh, with favor as with a shield. So God's favor surrounds you. Wherever you go, you have the favor of God on your life. You can operate in the marketplace in the favor of God. Amen. And uh, we also discovered that the best way, someone say the best way. (laughs) The best way to operate in this favor is to get and draw on this favor from God and then it will translate to favor with man. You remember? The Bible says in Luke 2.52, Jesus grew in stature and he grew in wisdom and he also grew in favor with God primarily and it translated to favor with man. Amen? So we said, don't try to get this favor from man, otherwise you're going to cross over and go into manipulation and all kinds of spirits you don't want to be a part of. Focus on God. Draw on this favor from God. And as you do, it will translate to favor with man. Can I get an amen? Amen. Uh, And we also discovered that as you do that, it's always better for God to open doors for you. Instead of you trying to open doors for yourself. Why? Because the Bible says in Isaiah 22, verse 22, God opens doors that no man can close. So when you let God open the door for you, He has the responsibility to keep that door open. And when you open the door for yourself, you may have to stand on the door to make sure that no one else comes to close that door. Man, you'll have to, you can't even go to the fridge in the house. Because while you walk into the fridge to get your provision, someone else may come and close the door. So you will have to stand on that door. You can't even go upstairs to your bedroom to rest on the promises of God. You can't even do that. You know why? Because you have to hold that door. And some of you have been trying to self-promote. You've been trying to manipulate, backstab, and get into corporate politics to get ahead and to open doors for yourself. Man, those doors are really tough to operate in. Just let God open the doors for you. When he opens the doors for you, I can guarantee you, you will not get a single sleepless night from it. You can rest easy knowing that it is God who has opened it. And guess what? It's God who is going to keep that door open. Can I get an amen? Today we're going to be talking about how you can tap into more grace or more unmerited favor. So let's quickly go to James chapter number four. And I want to read from verse six. James 
chapter number 4, verse 6. And the Bible says, talking about God, it says he giveth what? More grace. Do you see it? So God gives more grace. Therefore he saith, God resisteth the what? And then he gives grace unto the what? Unto the humble. Now, this is an awesome, awesome piece of scripture. And for me, because I'm a grace preacher, this scripture took me a long time to really get the revelation out of it. Because I know that God has loved us unconditionally. I know that we don't have to earn anything from God. God has already given it by grace. But this scripture is in the New Testament and I couldn't ignore it. You know, I'm not one of those grace preachers who conveniently ignore the book, the book of James. I try to fit it. Because I know God had a purpose in writing and putting the book of James in the Bible. And God has a purpose in writing and putting these verses in the Bible. And he says in this verse, he gives more grace. Therefore, he says, he resists the proud, but he gives grace unto the humble. Anybody ever heard uh, this statement? You know, I need to define these words because, you know, have you ever heard this statement? Uh, This one started uh, off in humble beginnings. You ever heard that? And they're talking about how someone started off in poverty and they're no longer in poverty. That's not what he's talking about here when he says the humble. You know, to be humble does not mean to be poor. And the church has gotten it, you know, mixed up. To be humble does not mean to not wear makeup and just wear, you know, these ugly dresses that touch your ankle and then drive an old car and you don't get a hairdo. And what are you doing? I'm being humble. No, you're not. Amen? That's not what he's talking about. To be humble is to be God-dependent. And to be proud is to be self-dependent. Is to be your own man. It is to be, to be prideful is to be Frank Sinatra. You remember the song? He did it. He did it his way. To be prideful is to do it your way. And the Bible says God resists the proud. But he gives grace unto the humble. So in trying to fit all of this, man, I went to scripture and I started to look up, you know, what God is really talking about. And basically, this is a law of the kingdom. Just like the law of gravity in the natural, this is one law that operates in the kingdom. God's power does not flow freely when someone is prideful. God's power, in fact, pride hinders the power of God to flow into your life. It hinders the grace and the favor of God. Because if you read the same verse, it translates the word uh, grace to favor. Let's read it in the NIV. James chapter number 4 verse 6. It says, but it gives us more grace. That is why scripture says God opposes the what? The proud, but shows what? I didn't hear that. I did not hear that. He says, but God shows favor to who? To the humble. So just like the law of gravity, this is a law of the kingdom of God, and pride is over here. And when you move to pride, man, you, start, you, you, you get into a place that hinders the flow of the power of God into your life. And, you know, the flow of the things of God, the grace of God, the favor of God through your life for others. Amen. And when you move over here to humility, man, you open that channel wide open. And the Bible starts this verse by saying God gives more grace or he gives more favor. Unmerited favor. So which one is better? I think the humility side is better. But what is pride? What is humility? Let me give you a few synonyms uh, 
from, of these words. The first word that we see uh, uh, that defines pride in scripture is living independent of God. To live your life independent of God. In fact, that was Satan's uh, sin. That's why he got cast out of heaven. Because he wanted to do it his way. He wanted to do it independent of God and God's power and God's anointing. God never called you to do it in your own strength. He never, in fact, the Bible says in Jeremiah 10, 23, it is not for man that walk to direct his own steps. We should be God dependent as opposed to being independent from God. And when you become independent from God, you have already crossed over into the realm of pride. And nothing stops the power of God more than a person who thinks they've got it together. They think they are lovely. They think God uses them because they are just so awesome. Man, it will stop the power of God. Amen? The second uh, word I wrote down is self-centered. You know, the Bible says in Proverbs 13 verse 10, only with pride comes contention. What that means is whenever you see yourself angry at someone because of something that was done to you, there may be elements of pride in there. Man, it doesn't give me great joy to preach this message. I wish I could just come here and say, you are blessed. We walk by faith and not by sight. Go home. But this will change your life. Because a lot of people are being tripped up by pride because we live in a culture that is self-centered. It's all about me. My name is Jimmy and I'll take all you give me. And it trips up the blessing. It trips up the flow of grace and favor in people's lives. Man, the culture. Just watch TV if you don't believe it. And I tried to watch Channel All last week. Man, they were talking about themselves. Self-promoting. What is that? That's pride. And the Bible says God resists the proud. But he gives more grace to the humble. Man, we need to refuse this spirit of pride and of self-centeredness. You know, for the most part, when you're angry at someone, it is because of self. It is because you're focusing on self. You can slice it, cook it, braai it, halal kill it, whichever way you want. At the end of the day, it still comes out as P-R-I-D to the E, better known as pride. Because the reason you're actually angry is because you're focusing on self. Hallelujah. Because the Bible says only with pride comes contention. The other word we get is self-promotion. You know, self-promoting. Whenever you self-promote, you're operating in pride. The other word is self-reliant. The other word is leaning unto your own understanding. Now watch what happens in verse 7. This is what we should do. Submit yourselves then to God. This is what we should do. Submit yourselves then to God. Resist the devil and he will flee uh, from you. Let's go to verse 10. He's still talking about the same thing. Watch what he says. He says, humble who? He didn't say humble your husband. He didn't say humble your wife. You know why? Because every time someone else tries to humble you, it's called humiliation. It's not humility. You know, I was watching these gangsters uh, on TV. In fact, uh, it was the time we were visiting Los Angeles with Pastor Henry and some of the guys. Uh, Dillian was a part of the crew. And then we booked uh, uh, an Airbnb in a place called Hyde Park in uh, Los Angeles. What we didn't realize was that Hyde Park in Joburg and Hyde Park in, 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 in Los Angeles are diametrically opposed. You know, Hyde Park in, 
in, in Los Angeles is where the Crips and the Bloods are. So I sent an email to De- Devin, one of our pastor friends there, and I said, dude, we just got this property in Hyde Park. Uh, is it safe for us to live there? And he said, ah, it's safe as long as you don't wear red or blue. <laughs> that was the first uh, red flag. And then he says, oh, by the way, who's coming? And then I told him, you know, we've got Henry, we've got uh, Tinashe, we've got uh, uh, Dillian. He said, wait, Dillian? I said, yeah. He said, is she white? I said, yeah. He said, no, you can't go to Hyde Park. (laughs) He says, no, it's the hood, brother. You can't go uh, to Hyde Park. So I went on the internet to look what kind of place it was. And there were these gangsters, you know, just talking, yeah, yeah, you know, I'm gangster, I'm a creep, I'm blood. Yeah, 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 yeah. And when one of them got caught by the police, man, he was crying like a little baby. You know, what about my children? That's not humility. That's humiliation. He's just crying because he got caught. And God doesn't want you to cry because you got caught. He wants you to humble yourself. So humility is your absolute responsibility. The pastor is not going to pray on it for you. You can't pray for it. No one is going to lay hands to transmit it into your life. It's something that you decide. He says, humble yourself before the Lord. And what will happen? He will do what? God does not have a problem with you being lifted up. God does not have a problem with you being promoted. But he wants to be the one that gets to promote you. Not self. God is totally against self-promotion. God wants to honor you. He wants to do it for your life. In fact, the Bible says in 1 Samuel chapter number 2, verse 30, those who honor me, I will honor them. Man, when you start honoring God in your life, in different areas of your life, God will begin to honor you. God does not have a problem with bringing honor into your life, but he wants to be the one who gets to do it. And guess what? When he does it, if you are really a humble person, you know what you do with that honor? You take it and you give it back to him. And then he honors you some more. And you take it and you give it back to him. Amen? That's what God wants to do in your life. You know, just this week, uh, my wife called me. She was dropping off our older daughter at school. And as she was dropping off, someone ran up to her and she said, Man, I didn't realize you were Pastor Tafara's uh, wife. Please convey this message to him. Tell him I say thank you, thank you, thank you. And I honor you. I watch your show all the time. I listen to the sermons, the free sermons on the website all the time. Please tell him I said I honor you and thank you. God doesn't have a problem with people bringing honor to you as long as you don't say, hey, 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 hey. you see? You see? What did you say? Who's she talking about? Me? See, I'm the man. Man, if you do that, you've missed it. What do you do when people bring that kind of honor to you? You take it and you give it back to God. You say, God, it is because of you. It is because of your strength. It is because of your grace that has opened an opportunity and a door for me to be able to minister to people and millions and millions across the continent. And as you do that, God keeps elevating you. You know why? You only know a truly humble person by the promotion they receive. Man, this is good. Let me say it again. You only know a truly humble person by the promotion they receive. How do I know that? Because if you humble yourself under the Lord, what happens? He will do what? I didn't hear that. So if you're truly humbling, humble, there should be some lifting up. Am I right about it? So if you want to know someone who's truly humble, you don't look for someone who never gets a promotion. 
based on this scripture, if you're truly humble, there's going to be some promotion. There's going to be some elevation. And God doesn't mind getting you promoted. Let's go to Joshua chapter number 3 verse 7. Humble yourself under the mighty hand of God. Man, when you do that, the power of God starts flowing through you. You remember Proverbs chapter number 6 verse 16? It lists the six things. It says these are the six things that the Lord truly hates. And seven, which are an abomination to him. And right at the top, at the summit of the list, he said a proud look. You know why? Because that's the reason Satan did what he did and God cast out of heaven. Man, if I was to put it in a way that you and I would understand, I'd say it this way. God has something personal about the spirit of pride. And he has put a judgment on the spirit of pride. God is not being personal with you. How many of you realize that if you walk off a tall building and you fall, it's not like God was sitting in heaven and as you walk off, he sent gravity to throw you to the ground. No, it's just a law. And it's the same thing. God has put a judgment on the spirit of pride. And every time you operate under the spirit of pride, it's not like God is sitting in heaven and saying, oh, there, there you go, get them. No, he has already put a judgment on that spirit. And when you put yourself in that spirit, you put yourself under the same judgment. Yeah. Right at the summit, he said that he hates a proud look. He hates people who like to self-promote. He hates people who are self-centered. He doesn't like people who uh, are, are not God-dependent. People who want to do, people who don't honor God. People who take all the glory for themselves. Man, you need to honor God in your marriage. How do you honor God in your marriage? You love your spouse as instructed by the Lord. It usually never gets an amen, this one. Not a single one. It usually goes like that. You, you don't get an amen, you know. <laughs> but I'll preach it anyway. You don't verbally abuse them. This one too doesn't get an amen. You don't physically abuse them. And there's honor to God when you love your wife as Christ loves the church. There's honor to God when you submit to your husband as unto the Lord. When you are not bitter, you are not indifferent, you are not uh, 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 nagging. Hallelujah. <laughs> Praise the Lord. And there's honor to God. Amen. You need to honor God in your finances. Man, you can slice it whichever way you want. You can fry it. You can roast this one. You can fry it. Man, it will still come out the same. When you don't take a portion of what you have and give it to the Lord as thanksgiving at the end of the month when you get your paycheck, man, you are self-dependent. In fact, you are dependent on money. You are not dependent on God. And you can frame it whichever way you want. You don't honor God. You like yourself. You think you are the it. You walk yourself up. You gave yourself oxygen. You gave yourself this ability to do numbers like no one else. You gave yourself this ability to write code like nobody. You are the man. And because of that, this is mine. Because I worked hard for it. Why does the Lord want any of it? There's no humility in that. But when you realize, hey, it's the Lord. I wouldn't be here if it wasn't of the Lord. Amen? Amen. 
I would not be here if it wasn't of the Lord's faithfulness. When you realize that, you go over here to humility where you start becoming God-dependent. In fact, as you grow in your spiritual walk, one of the signs that you're growing spiritually is your level of dependence on God. It's amazing. I was saying in the first service, you know, I preached my first service uh, in 2002, and today is 2018, so I've been preaching 16 years. And one of the things that stops people, that hinders people from tapping into the grace of God is just carnality. Just, you know, looking at things from a carnal standpoint as opposed as uh, from a spiritual standpoint. If people are in a financial crisis, even spiritual counselors, even advisors in the church, when someone is in a, a financial crisis, you know, the first thing they tell them, have you gone to the bank to, you know, ask for a loan? Do you know what's the spiritual thing you should do? What do you have in your hand? Give it to the Lord. But people look at everything carnally all of a sudden and we don't have any more spiritual solutions. You know why? Because pride is crept into the church and people have become self-reliant instead of God-dependent. Can I get an amen? amen? Watch what he says to Joshua. He said to Joshua, this day will I begin to magnify you in the sight of all Israel that they may know that as I was with Moses, so I will be with you. This is God speaking to Joshua, and he said, man, I want to magnify you so that people may know that I'm with you. The reason why God magnifies you and he promotes you is not so that you can walk around, you know, uh, 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 disrespecting people and just walk around and looking down on people and so on and so forth. The reason God magnifies you is so that you can begin to become a minister of his uh, kingdom and his gospel to everyone that comes into contact with you. People will look at you in your family and say, surely she walks with God. Surely he walks with God. Look at their children. Surely there must be God doing a work in their lives. Why? Because it is God who's magnifying you. You're not magnifying yourself. And he said this to Joshua. He said, I don't have a problem magnifying you. My wife left the school. Same day on Wednesday, she went to work. And this almost happens all the time in our lives. She went to work. And as she was sitting in the boardroom at the office, someone walked past and came back, ran into the office and said, wait a minute. I didn't realize you had the same surname with Pastor Tafara. Man, I watch him all the time and please tell him, thank you, thank you, thank you. What, is, what are they doing? They're sending honor my way. And what do I do with that honor? I take it and give it to God. Amen. Immediately, I say, thank you, Jesus. Man, and when you do humble yourself, you start operating in this place of humility, God will promote you. A few months ago, we had uh, Caris Bible College students, which I believe is the greatest Bible College student uh, uh, in the country, maybe because I went there and because Andrew Womack has made such a tremendous impact in my life and so on and so forth. I like the dude. And they were here, Caris Bible College students, they were here. Uh, we finished uh, the service, we finished preaching the service. They went back, and when they got back, they decided that they were going to bring the whole school. You won't believe this. Now I want you to listen to the facts in this story. They were going to bring the whole school the next day, I think it was Monday or Tuesday, and listen to the sermon that I had preached uh, the previous Sunday. And they brought the whole school. And they listened to that audio. Man, that's honor coming to me. That's promotion. That's God exalting me. You know why? They brought first year students, second year students, third year student, And I only did first year. So can you imagine a grade one teaching grade twos and threes? Only God can do that. 
And I would be foolish. I would be a fool to think that is because I was born in the right place because I wasn't. I was born in a three-roomed house. Used to sleep under the kitchen table. I would be a fool to think that I went to the right school because, you know, my school was below average. I would be a fool to think that I have the, the, the right nationality. Okay, all right. Man, I'd be, fool, I'd be a fool to look at every natural indication. You know why? Because there's nothing natural that says people should gather around and listen to your sermon except when God puts his honor on you. And if you want to stay in the cycle, you know what you do? You take that honor and give it back to him. And God will keep you in the game. You want to strike out, you know what you do? You start taking that honor and shove it in your pockets. Just, you know, this is my honor. <laughs> you start operating pride and the Bible says God opposes actively opposes the pride, but he gives grace to the humble. Can I get an amen? Someone shout, I'm a humble person. Someone shout, I give glory to God in everything that I do. Shout, I honor God in my marriage. And that means you let the fruit of the spirit come out of you in that marriage. even when you don't get it back. See, Pastor T, I heard it. I heard someone say it in their heart. You don't know how they are treating me. Oh, man, that's the best place to start using the fruit of the Spirit. It was never meant to be a gift to people who treat you right. Amen? Amen. I said amen. amen. He said if they wrong you, those are the ones that you should love. And it's a great place to practice patience. <laughs> Meekness. Woo! Man, you'll be itching on the inside to say something. It's the best place to practice self-control. Because Pastor T, I really want to give it to him. I really want to say something. Oh, man. It's bubbling on the inside. It's the best place to practice self-control. And that's humility. When you submit yourself to the word of God. And this is not works. This is not trying to earn God's uh, approval. He has already approved you. But this is positioning yourself for that grace to begin to flow in your life. Amen? I said amen. Amen. Let us go now to Luke chapter number 14. We're going to read from verse 7 to 11. Luke chapter number 14 verse 7 to 11. Can I read it in the New King James Bible please? Thank you, Jesus. When he noticed how the guests picked the places of honor at the table, again, this is self-promotion. He told them this parable. Next verse. When someone invites you to a wedding feast, do not take the place of honor. For a person more distinguished than you may also have been invited. In other words, when you go to the wedding, wait to be seated. Man, this is good. He says, don't take the place of honor. Because how many of you realize there's always someone more distinguished than you? Some of you don't realize it because you think, you know, you are the eat. <laughs> Watch what happens in the next verse. And when you invited, and when he who invited you, and him come and say to you, give place to this man, and then you begin with shame to take the lowest place. Next verse. But when you are invited... Now, this is the instruction of the master. When you are invited, go and sit down in the lowest place, so that when he who invited you comes in, he may say to you, friend, go up higher. 
Then you will have what? I didn't hear that. Man, God wants you to have glory. But you don't get glory by self-promotion. Some of you who are in the marketplace, you don't get glory by uh, backstabbing others and getting involved in corporate politics. Can I get an amen? Amen. (laughs) Man, you don't get ahead by that. You get ahead by submitting yourself to whoever has uh, authority over you and producing your best work and putting your best uh, foot forward. Amen? And he says when you do, then you will have glory in the presence of those who sit at the table with you. Next verse. Man, this is a law. Someone say law. Just like gravity. Man, if you forget everything else that I said today, don't forget this one. For whoever... Someone shout, I'm a a whoever. (laughs) This applies to anybody. It applies to all of us. It says, for whoever exalts himself will be what? Man, if you show up and you say, I'm the it. You know, I'm I'm bad. I'm I'm, I'm a bag of chips with a dip. I'm, I'm, man, look at me. When you do that, we know exactly what's about to happen. In fact, the Bible says in Proverbs 16, it says, with pride comes the falling. Just before someone falls, I can tell you the spirit that was in operation. Pride. Did you know that the reason why people lie is because of pride? This one guy was preaching in a country that they didn't speak uh, the same language and he was interpreting for, you know, the person who was actually doing the preaching. So he would take what the man was saying and because he didn't agree with it, he would say his own message to the crowd. And this guy is like, man, what's going on? I'm not connecting with the crowd. And afterwards he found out, no, the guy was changing his message so that he can, you know, at least position himself. But how many of you realize this dude was not even uh, uh, anything in the transaction? He was, he was a nobody in the, because if they didn't like what the man was preaching, they knew who was preaching it. But because he was so focused on self, he thought, you know what? Let me change this so that at least I can get a good, you know, vibe with the people. And that's pride. Man, true humility for us who are called by God to preach his gospel is to preach the gospel with accuracy. Even the tough subject. You have to preach it regardless. If I was back home, I would say irregardless of how people respond. It doesn't matter. You just preach it the way God told you. You know why? Because it's not about you anymore. Man, I cannot tell you how many people uh, 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 come against us, how many people oppose us online, how many people send nasty emails to us all the time. But you know why that doesn't bother us so much? Because we are not the ones doing, bringing up the message. It's not my message. So if you have a problem with it, you can take it up with the person who said, I grew up in a very poor area. And this is what would happen in the neighborhood is that people would lend each other money. And uh, after they lend each other money, they would use children uh, to go and find out when the, the, the neighbors were going to pay for them. And sometimes I would get sent and my mom would say, go to the dubes and find out when they're going to pay back my money. Man, I would go there with no shame, nothing. Because you know what? It's not my message. It's got nothing to do with me. Hey, my dube, you know, I've been sent to find out when you're paying back the money. And then she would try to give me attitude or whatever. But guess what? It didn't bother me. You know why? It wasn't my message in the first place. The reason the church is so conscious is because we think it's our message. It's not your message. If people don't like it, they'll take it up with the big man. 
even if you get a nasty message, sometimes you'll get a nasty message. Say, yeah, go and tell your mom that, you know, <laughs> I'll give her when I find it. We'll go back with that message. Hey, mom. <laughs> she said she'd give you when she finds it and then go on with our lives. You know why? Because we realized we were just messenger boys. And that's what pastors and you and I are when we go into the world. And sometimes we have to go with a tough message. Man, particularly the church in America, they won't even tell you that homosexuality is a sin anymore. They try to bring signs into it. How many of you realize that it's homosexuality is a sin? Man, you can slice it whichever way you want. God created Adam and Eve, not Adam and Steve. And someone has to tell the truth. Someone has to say something about it. But when you are so concerned with how the people are going to respond... You're going to misrepresent the one who sent you. And what it is, is pride. Because all you're thinking about is yourself. In fact, let's go to Isaiah chapter number 14. We're going to read from 12 to 15. Is this helping you? Man, I'm telling you. When you get yourself out of the way, for the most part, if you want to be used by God, just get yourself out of the way and see what God will do. Man, God will do amazing things when you get self out of the way. When you die to self, when you are no longer the issue, bad God will do amazing things through a person like that. But when you're still thinking about yourself, still trying to build your own empire, still trying to build this for yourself, man, you stop the power of God from flowing through you. Can I get an amen? This is how Satan uh, was cast out of the heaven. This is how he got fired. How you are fallen from heaven, oh Lucifer, son of the morning. How you are cut down to the ground. How... You who weakened the nations. Next verse. For you have said in your heart. What's the first word? Man, you have said in your heart, I will ascend into heaven. I will exalt my throne above the stars of God. I will also sit on the mount of the congregation. How come I never get to take the announcement? How come I never get to do the lead part? In the song. How come I? Man, when you are in that place, you're already in the wrong place. Because it's never about you. Pastor T, do you know I can speak English? Do you know I can, I can bring? Well, it's about you. At least for now, from what we hear, you're talking about what you can do. How about what God can do through you? I will also sit on the mount of the congregation. On the farthest sides of the north. Next verse. I will ascend. I will do a better job than my boss. Okay. All right. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Okay. That's what people say, right? I say, man, I can run this company better than... Who told you? I will be like the most high. That was the final stroke. Yet, you shall be brought down to Sheol, to the lower depths of the pit. Where do we get this law? He who exalts himself, shall be. Remember the law? Uh, gravity. What comes up must? It's the same thing. He who exalts himself must, will be. You're going down. And that's what happened to Satan. Psalm 138 verse 3. Man, this will set you free if it doesn't make you mad. <laughs> Psalm 138 verse 6. Sorry. Verse 38, verse 6. Watch what it says in Psalm 138, verse 6. It says, Though the Lord is on high, 
yet he regards the lowly. But the proud, he knows from afar. Did you see it? Man, God is a, you know, the best way to put it, God is a personal against the spirit of pride. It's personal. It's personal. The, the proud, he knows from afar. In other words, when you start operating in this spirit of self-centeredness, self-reliant and so on, you take yourself all the way to the back of the line. Sure. Amen? Now watch what he says in Romans chapter number 12 verse 3. We've got two more scriptures and we're out. Is this helping you? Man, I'm telling you. You'll begin to see more favor, more promotion in your life. When you position yourself for humility, God will exalt you. Amen? God will exalt you. You don't have to self-promote. So they sent me a message uh, from Caris Bible College, and they said, would love for you to be one of our guest speakers. There's only one other person in South Africa who's a guest speaker, and we want you to be the second one. And uh, please send us your profile, and we're going to send it to Colorado. Man, I didn't send them an email. I didn't pick up the phone, and I said, do you know I can speak? No, God did it. And when God does it, I can rest easy at night. Knowing that I didn't open the door. And guess what? I don't have to keep it open. Man, if you get a promotion through backstabbing and corporate politics, you're going to have to continue in the same wavelength with the same tactics to stay in that job. And it's tiring. Man, talking about people every day. (laughs) <laughs> and just trying to make them look bad. It's tiring. It's hard work. Man, I'm telling you, it's hard. it will tire you. Amen? But when you stay in this place of humility, God will promote you. Watch what the Apostle Paul says. He says, For I say through the grace given to me, to everyone who is among you, not to think of himself more highly than he ought to think. Notice he didn't say, I don't want any of you to think highly. You know why? Because the Bible is full of stuff that will build and boost your esteem. I call it the Christ esteem stuff. Where the Bible says, you know, you are the head and not the tail. You are above only, never beneath. You are God's workmanship created for good works. You can do all things through Christ who gives you strength. You are accepted in the beloved. All these things will boost your esteem. And he's not saying, don't think yourself to be somebody. He's, not, he's saying, don't think yourself more highly than you ought to. So you must think yourself in line with God's word. And the opposite of this is when you think yourself lowly than you ought to think. It's also a form of uh, pride and it's the most dangerous form of pride. We even sing songs about it. I'm just a nobody. Yet Jesus Christ died on the cross. Shed his blood. To make you God's child. And here you are singing a song about I'm just a nobody. What are you doing? I'm being humble. No, you're not. You're being prideful because you're rejecting God's accurate estimation of who you are and taking up your own. I was dealing with someone. uh, They don't come to this church, so don't try to figure this one out. I was dealing with someone, and they said to me, Pastor T, I haven't been to church uh, in about two weeks. And I said, why? They said, because I'm so conscious. They were dealing with something in their body that was almost visible to everyone else. And I said, why aren't you going to church? They said, because I'm dealing with this issue, and I just decided to stay away from people. uh, You know, because every time I go to church, everyone is staring at me. And, 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 you know, I, I feel uncomfortable, and I, and I, and I... And I, and they say, 
please, you know, put a rubber stamp on it that I'm doing the right thing. I said to them, man, you're just prideful. I said, man, you think about yourself way too much. And you look at yourself based on what's going on outside of you instead of what God said in his word. One form of pride is to reject God's identity of you and take up your own, which is less, thinking you are in humility. You're actually in pride. Amen? And what does the Apostle Paul say about that? 1 Corinthians chapter number 4 from verse 2 to 5 in the Message Bible. And then we close. Amen? 1 Corinthians chapter number 4 from verse 2 to 5. Okay, here's what it says in verse 1. He says, don't imagine us leaders to be something we aren't. We are servants of Christ, not his masters. We are guides into God's sublime secrets, not security guards posted to protect them. The requirements of a good guide are reliability and accurate knowledge. Remember what I told you about sending your child to go and uh, do debt collection? The only reliable child is someone that goes with the information and with the message that is accurate. This is what I've been saying to ask you. Then you are a reliable guide. It's the same thing. Their pastors won't preach on certain subjects because they want to keep everyone happy and keep a big church. And I don't care about a big church. I'll preach what he tells me to preach. If he brings five people, we'll preach what he tells us to preach to five people. It's not about having thousands upon thousands to boost your own ego. It's about doing God's work in a reliable and accurate manner. And I have to preach this message every single day to myself. Man, this is good stuff. What else does it say? It matters very little to me. Someone shout, it matters. Very little to me. Now, aren't your neighbor and tell them what you think of me. Now, that's humility. But according to current affairs and, you know, just, this is pride. But this is humility. Say it again. It matters very little to me. What people think of me. I told you last week, people will switch up on you. People will say you're too light. You're too dark. You're in the middle too much. You need to bleach. And then they'll say, no, black is beautiful. After you finish bleaching. People will switch up on you. People will change goalposts on you. That's why this has to be your attitude of humility. It matters to me, Smolanyana. Very little. What people think of me. Very little. This is what would happen to me in the early days of my ministry. I would have 70 uh, uh, people send me texts, emails, uh, WhatsApp messages, great compliments to say, man, that was an awesome word. It changed my life. And then one would send a negative message and I will trip up on the one. Have a bad day on the one when I had 70 that were blessed by the message. You know why? Because I cared. What people thought. Now, it matters very little. And that's humility. Watch what else he says. Even less where I rank in popular opinion. Man, I love the Apostle Paul. He says it matters even less where I rank in popular opinion. Man, when you start getting promoted, 
Some of you, God is going to do some amazing things for you in the marketplace. When you start coming up the corporate ladder, you're not going to be the crowd's favorite. But some of you won't rise to the corporate ladder to the corner office because you like to be the crowd's favorite. Man, we'll give you that corner office in the 10th floor. You will still be coming back to the first floor to hang out with the commoners so just you can make them feel like you're still a part of them. Man, it should matter very little where you rank in popular opinion. Watch what else he says. I don't even rank myself. You know why? Because sometimes when you rank yourself, you sometimes underrank yourself or overrank yourself. So he says, I don't even rank myself. So whose rank do you depend on? Watch what he says. Comparisons in these matters are pointless. I'm not aware of anything that would disqualify me from being a good guide for you, but that doesn't mean much. The master, someone say the master. He says the master makes that judgment. In other words, it is God that will bring the promotion. Now watch what he says in verse 5. So don't get ahead of the master and jump to conclusions with your judgments before all the evidence is in. Sometimes it may feel like you are not getting promoted with all your humility. And he's saying don't be quick to judge. Something is happening in the spiritual realm. And people are quick to judge. Says, so don't be quick to judge. Something is happening in the spiritual realm. It looks like everyone is getting ahead of you. Everyone is getting married. Everyone is doing all these things. They're buying houses and you are left behind with your humility. No! Something is happening. Don't be quick to judge before all the evidence is in. When he comes, he will bring out in the open and place in evidence all kinds of things we never even dreamed of. Man, there's a promotion that you never even dreamed of. That's on its way. Can I get an amen? amen. It says inner motives and purposes and prayers. Only then will any one of us get to hear the well done of God. We hope this message has been a blessing to you. Thank you for listening. To find out more about how you can become a partner, visit faithhill.tv today.